Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. We thank you so much for joining us once again. And today we have a very special topic that we're going to be speaking on, which is black history. Um, We usually don't let the world system um, dictate when and how we talk about things. But we feel like we've been led here because it is the most receptive to hear a topic like this during this time. So um, we just appreciate you so much. We hope you enjoy the message and shalom. to another episode of the kingdom conversations podcast wherever you're listening however you're listening we appreciate you so much uh for joining us once again and as always i'm joined by my co-host uh derek anderson jr how you doing today derek man i'm focused excited driven and trying to contain myself about today's topic and the reason why derek is about to explode with conversation (laughs) is because today we're um, speaking on the topic of black history and um, we want to preface this by saying that we don't let the culture because as everyone knows it's black history month we don't allow the culture to dictate uh, what we talk about and when we talk about it but um, we feel like we're being led to speak about this because this time of the year is the time of the year that people are the most receptive to hear things about uh, Black History Month when people are, you know, ready and ready to post their, um, you know, Black History facts and things like that. So um, this is where we feel like we're being led to go. So um, anything to add, Derek? Yeah, like Octavian was saying, we wouldn't normally allow anything to dictate what we spoke about um if it was mother's day or father's day that wouldn't be the topic of our conversation because we allow the holy spirit to lead us and not like octavia said the culture or the government because we're a part of a kingdom government as kingdoms uh kingdom citizens and we allow our culture our kingdom culture to dictate what we do but as he was saying you know black history this is a prime time to get out um, some facts, some uh, much-needed attention to an area that needs light brought to it, and we're going to tie it in with the kingdom message. Okay, and so uh, for this, we have um, some points that we've written down and went over, so uh, to make sure we give as much content within the time, content and context within the time frame, um, Derek's going to moderate, um, you know, how we're going to go about talking and things and when we talk uh, about them. So, um, so it, the structure will be a little different, but bear with us. So whenever you're um, ready, Derek. Oh, I'm always ready, especially tonight. Um, one thing that we need to look at is, you know, when it comes to American history, especially taught in schools, we mostly look at European history. Um, if you look at, you know, the, the um, we learn about Greek philosophers. We learn about how the nation was formed, but there isn't much taught in schools on black history. You know, it's like black people brought up maybe a, a couple chapters out the book. My wife was telling me when she was in school that she remembers out of the entire um, book in our history class, there was one chapter dedicated to black history, and that had to do with slavery. 
and that's actually a subject that we're going to get to. But my thing is, is like, you know, if we were in America at the same time as Europeans coming over, why don't we have as much in the history books as they do? And to answer my own question saying that, uh, it's because, you know, we were colonized. So we have to look at America is just is almost like an extension of Europe. Uh, even though, you know, we are considered uh, an independent nation, when it comes to history, a lot of the people here, uh, the majority of people, are white. And they, what is it, about 75% of the United States is white. And European history is mostly taught. But when it comes to, you know, the 12% black Americans, our history is looked over a lot of times. And so with that, you have a lot of black people who don't know much about themselves or where they come from. All we know is that we come from Africa. Africa is the entire continent. None of us <laughs> none of us know, I say it at being a black American, where exactly we come from in Africa. We don't know what tribe we were from. We don't know um, what you know our ancestors would do as far as for trade because you have a lot of people come over here from you know Europe and they're able to trace their roots back and be able to uh, tell you, you know, what their ancestors did, how they did it, how their family got to where they are. And then when it comes to black Americans, we ha we don't have that when it comes to history. And so many people ask, you know, why is it, why is there a need for black history? This is why. And then even when black history was first started, it, it started out as a, um, as a week, you know, it, it was a, <laughs> It was, and you can check all the facts that we list here. I, I promise you they're true, but um, it's always still good to check. But um, it eventually became a month. So and even you know coming to this point where we talk about Black History for a month, that took a while. But it is much needed. And one thing that we have to see is that even in Scripture, when it came to the um, those that have been born, you know, even the Israelites. Like, we'll see that they had to know their history. They had to know where they came from. They had to know who they were. If they didn't know who they were, who Elohim was to them, how would they know what to do? How would they have any structure? How would they have any identity if they didn't know where they came from? So we're not here to promote any culture, you know, of Africa, but I think is to say we were stripped of who black Americans were stripped of who they were in a lot of replacement. Um, I want to, how should I say it? We were basically given black people were basically given a culture and you know, the, the scriptures that are given to us today in the Bible, you know, a lot of them have been tainted and you actually find, you know, uh, a Bible that predates, you know, uh, the one that we have today or even older than what many say the Greek version, you know, some try to say the New Testament was written in Greek. You'll find that in Ethiopia. There's an Ethiopian Bible older than the Greek text. When it comes to black Americans, like I said, we're going to tie this in with the kingdom message. We have to look at why is it that we're talking about this? And I know he's going to bring up about the schools and what happened. But one point I want to kind of jump ahead just to give you an idea of what we're going to get into is how did black people end up the way that they're in today in America? Because you look at black people today in America, when it comes to a, uh, a percentage rate of people in poverty, most, uh, I shouldn't say most, I believe we have the highest rate um, in poverty as a race. 
So how did they get this way? How did, you know, most, uh, not most, but we have the highest rate when it comes to uh, a race of incarcerated people. You know, there's black Americans. So all that you got, we got poverty, incarceration. We have the highest, what, what else is, when it comes to health risk, I think we're the highest when it comes to, um, is there anything else, Octavian? Uh, black people just have all these things. It, it almost seems as though we're cursed. But a lot of stuff that has happened today to black people in America was done on purpose, and it's been an injustice. And we know one thing about Elohim. We know that he is is fair. He is just in all he do. So if all of this has happened to a race or a group of people, how did it happen and why did it happen? And that's kind of what we're going to talk on tonight, and we're going to get into what needs to be done and the issue of it in America. And it's, it really ties into – um, what some may deem racism in, you know, church or, or racism in America today. And, you know, America is supposed to be this great Christian nation, but how, how, how is it that so much racism has played a part in this great Christian nation? That, that, and this is where we can really uh, see how religion has played a part in America and has um, really, how should I get into, has really messed up uh, the ideas of the scripture, the precepts that people are supposed to have when it comes to scripture. Uh, I put up a post today because there's actually a slave Bible, a Bible that was um, used specifically for slaves in America. And it cut out, of course, the book of Exodus because we know that's when the Israelites were released from bondage. You can't have that in there because then people would, because then the slaves would have rebelled. Um, then you have most of the, I believe, you know, they call the new, uh, many call the New Testament when the Messianic scriptures were taken out. But this uh, Bible was given to slaves in order to, in order to instill obedience to keep them in bondage. Because if they had any instance of hope, if they had any idea that you know this is not right, morally right then they would have, uh, like I said before, they would have rebelled. They would have said this was wrong. They would have had justification to what they were, you know, what they were doing is wrong. So that's why we're talking about this today, to bring truth, to bring light to what was done in America uh, using the what many call the Holy Bible. When it comes to history, I remember when I was um, growing up in school, uh, we had two separate histories. Um, you know, we had the social studies and all that other stuff. And as you progressed, you know, it became U.S. history, world history, um, and all that other stuff. And they would teach uh, about black history when it got to, like, uh, a certain point. But it wasn't um, in-depth. You know, they would speak about uh, civil rights. That's what they would mostly talk about. Um, so, you know, you had your little thing on Martin Luther King um, and, you know, briefly on Malcolm X. You know, they didn't want to get into that, but they didn't. If we want to talk about, you know, the history of stuff that happened in America and things like that, no one taught you about Frederick Douglass, Marcus Garvey and all these, you know, other different people um, that we know about from black history in America. And then I had something called Mississippi Studies, and that's when they would kind of go a little bit further into um, civil rights. But mostly what they liked to focus on was, you know, the accomplishments of, like, you know, certain black people. Like, they would talk about Robert Johnson and how he was um, 
the one who started uh blues basically like he was uh one of the original founders of blues or they'll talk about uh I think the guy's name was Charlie Roberts he made a song called How on the Mountain of Love he was a famous black uh country singer so they would you know talk about things like that more and they would just you know talk about the truth and stuff like that um and the reason why that is is because, you know, it's it's like Derek was saying, you don't want people to know their true identity. You know, you don't want people to know who they are. Uh, we know from all the years of slavery and being separated from Africa and things like that, that um, black people, they had no idea who they were. You know, they had no idea uh, where they came from and things like that. So they were kind of separated uh, from their roots. And we see that now today. Um, so much from what you see in uh, society of how black people act today. I mean, uh, black people like to talk so much about, you know, um, you know, their culture. And most of it is uh, centered around hip hop and things like that. But when you go and look at the origins and hip hop and stuff like that, that originated from uh, black people trying to express themselves because of the hardships and stuff that they were in, which were, you know, stemmed from slavery. Um, you know, uh, back in the day, people would talk about selling drugs and things like that. And it was because of the hardship situations that they were in from being mistreated for so long and, you know, not being seen as true members of society and things like that. So they would just come out and talk about, you know, their lives and their struggles and what they were going through and this and this and that. And it just carries on so much to today to where, you know, now the things they rap about is drugs, pills, and all that other stuff, which, you know, stems from that, you know, same crazy, um, you know, mindset of what we were uh, back in those times. And they'd also talk about money, cars, and clothes, and things like that, all the things that they're finally able to attain now and afford because they're out of the situations that they were in. So they feel like they've made it just because they can, you know, go and, buy a Rolls Royce, you know, um, I know uh, one rapper, he likes to, br he had a song where he was bragging about that he's the, he was the only black guy uh, that was in a sauna filled with Jews, you know, and, you know, he just thinks that's the life, you know, that's the high life, you know, he, he's finally made it. So, um, it's so many things that we can go into that uh, when we look at what black people are doing right now, how they're acting right now, how they have really no sense of culture. I mean, the culture that we claim we have now is really um, a culture that was just given to us from hardships and making the best out of, you know, when people talk about soul food, you know, the soul food is just basically coming from, you know, um, food that they would eat in slavery. They would eat like the scraps. I mean, everything that was left over, you know, when you think of chitlins, chitterlings, or however, you know, people want to pronounce it, um, you know, and stuff like that. That's that's what it that's what it came from. You know, them just having to eat what they had, make the best out of every. You know, like they uh people used to say all the time where I was coming from that you know black people use every part of the hog, you know, and that's what it stemmed from. So, you know, you don't want people to understand and realize who they were. You know, they won't tell you that we used to be. You know super, super wealthy in Africa. A lot of us come from, you know, kings and royalty and things like that. Uh, they won't, you know, tell you that the most uh, wealthiest man to ever exist in the world was a uh, was a black man, you know, a dark-skinned man. You know, they don't want to tell you things like that because, um, you know, it, it wouldn't, it doesn't benefit the system 
I mean, I say this all the time that, you know, America was built on a system that um, the people who discovered it didn't care about black people. They had no no interest in the well-being of black people and things like that. And if you can name me a point in time in history, I, I don't know it at all, to where um, the country just came out and said, like, hey, we were wrong. This whole system that this country was built on was wrong. And for us to move forward, um, you know, if you if if you have a poison plant, if you have a, a, a tree of bad fruit, you can't get rid of you can't change the tree just by chopping it uh chopping it down. No, you have to go and take that tree out from the root. We have to we have to change this country from the core. You know, it's it's constitution and things like that. I mean, the constitution says that all men were created equal in that time the people who were writing it had slaves. You know, we we're studying right now, um in our message. Uh, <laughs> we're studying right now in our um congregation our call um about the word of the law and the spirit of the law you know the word of the law might say uh you know that all men were created equal but what were those people really saying when they made what did they mean they couldn't have been talking about black people they i mean we were enslaved while they were writing it they were probably telling them you know black people to go you know do this and do that and go get me this and go i mean you know it's what it is, and you know, people like to shy away from this reality, from this truth. But I mean, you know, this is what has happened to us. And we, you know, if anybody can sit here and say like there are probably some things that happened to you in your childhood that either still affect you today or had to, you know, that you changed, uh, that you were able to get through. Think how, tra- think how, you know, ingrained that was in you that that thing happened to you in your childhood. Now I think about a whole race of people that had something happen, a whole group of people, I don't like really like saying race, but a whole group of people that had something happen to them for, I mean, almost 400 and some years. You know, just think about it. You know, why wouldn't it still have uh, everlasting effect? And then after the slavery, you had to deal with, you know, segregation and hangings and, you know, all these different things. Like, why wouldn't it affect us? I mean, I mean, you know, but people like to shy away from this and I like to talk about this stuff because, yes, as you know, as a country, it's hard to face this reality. It's hard to look at this and, you know, actually sit back and say, man, you know, this country is the reason why people are like this and we need to do something to change it. But they're not going to do that because, you know, the way that this country, uh, the way that this country is going and the way they do, they show you how they feel about uh, black people. But uh, I'm going to, you know, stop and try to get us uh, farther into it. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, it's, it's a very, uh, what should I say? It's a topic that we're very passionate about because, you know, especially both of us growing up in Mississippi, like you see how the mindset of people, are, black people are, because it's, it's, it's so backwards according to, you know, other when you go to big cities, like meeting uh black people living in in poverty is like they're afraid to leave their city. And I and you think about like where does this mindset come from? And you know, if you think back to slavery times, uh, you would see that many of them were afraid to leave the plantation because of what would happen to them. They were afraid to leave um because of the consequences, you know, you, you had a lot of uh 
slaves that were made example of that they would hang them, burn them, all type of uh, devices they would use to torture them and different methods they would use to instill fear in the slaves. But the ones that they had the most trouble out of were the one, <laughs> were the uh, Africans that they just brought over, the ones that were not born into slavery, the ones that had experienced freedom, the ones that knew where they came from, those were the ones that you had jumping off the boat. Those were the ones that you had, you know, trying to uh, rebel, though they tried to uh, hold on to their names, tried to hold on to um, who they were, because they understood that if they lost who they were, they lost where they came from, then they lost their identity. And th that's what you had. And like Octavian said, you know, when black people lost their identity, we, they gained it through the traditions of slavery. So like he was saying about the pig feet, the, the chitterlings, all of that came from, from slavery. Like uh, it was, black people in America had to create their own culture. So it, it's not that um, a lot of it comes from just, you know, these are just things that black people do. Wh where did it come from? These different things had to come from somewhere. And we have to think about, like, you know, slavery was first introduced in America. The first slaves were brought, or the first slave ship was brought over here in 1619. So that was um, over, what, 400 years ago? Um, or is it just right at 400 years? But that's, even with that, like, there are still things that, you know, are still being passed down from that time. And one thing about it was that, I mean, you had the Catholic Church who condoned it. You know, I know Octavian, he said all the time, you can listen to some of the older podcasts about how the you had um, the Catholic priests blessing the slave ships, that they believed what they were doing was righteous. They believed what they were doing was, um, was I guess you would say, morally correct. They had agreed with Scripture. But we know that, you know, Owning anybody is wrong because of Bereshit Genesis 1 and 26. Elohim, if we look at the precept, Elohim gave Adam, gave man dominion to reign over, you know, the land, the, the animals, the um, everything on the earth. But he never gave Adam the dominion to reign over people. We're not here to control each other. That's witchcraft. And, you know, to own somebody else or even to try to control them, that's working in the influence of, of darkness. And that's not what we're here to do as kingdom citizens. And so we have to realize that, it, you know, what was done then, if it was wrong then, it's wrong now. And we have to see that the injustice that was done to black people then, how it has conditioned black people today. And if you can better understand a, gr a group of people, as Octavian was saying, you can better help them. And that's what we really have to get at. And and see why is so much you know of that going on today. And I know we're going off topic a little bit, but it's fine because I knew we were gonna do this anyway. Um, Sunday in America is the most segregated day, and it's the most segregated day because you have white people going to to you know one church, predominantly white church, then you have predominantly black church, and then you know you have some black people going to predominantly white churches, but you don't have a lot of white people going to predominantly black churches. And many were asked, well, why is that? But I, I even had one guy tell me uh, when I was t talking to him about eschatology and talking to him about end times, he was like, I didn't know they taught that in black churches. You know, black people are always were always considered inferior. Even during the times of slavery, you know, black people had to put on 
the the certain um uh that had to play a role as the ignorant black person if they didn't they knew that you know if they had education i mean how hateful could you be to keep somebody from learning <laughs> you know if you if you kept if you keep somebody from learning you keep them dumb enough to control them because if if i learned that what you're doing is wrong that you know that i can even fight what you're doing then I, you understand that i have um i can have power over what is you know occurring in my life so um but black people, you know, they couldn't um, show that they knew how to read. They couldn't show that they almost knew anything. Um, so you had a lot of them who played ignorant. So that, then the complex came in. Well, you know, most black people are are ignorant, or I should say, stupid, because that's what they had to show forth in slavery. And um, like I even said, this was not only done in slavery, but also it played a part when it came to segregation and Jim Crow in America later on because, you know, black people were given the uh, the old textbooks, you know, the, the learning environment that black people had was actually, um, a, I guess you say the conditions were horrible. But one fun fact I'll state is that you can look this up, like I'm saying, um, there were a lot of Europeans that were coming over to America even during the time of segregation. The black students were actually outperforming the uh, European immigrants when it came to education. But at some point <laughs> in time, you know, when the culture, you know, especially with mass media, start introducing, as Octavian said, the uh, the the rap music, start, inter- start promoting, you know, these different movies and, you know, this lifestyle of black people. When, when that um, came out, you know, black people living lavishly and, and degrading each other, that was when you, you really started to see a decline in education and, um, you know, uh, an ambition to want to be better in life. And so we have to see that a lot of what has been done to black people even today was systematically. And, you know, when it came to scripture, that's why you have a lot of black people today who are turning away from, I say it, turning away from the Christian religion because they was like, this this ain't got nothing to do with me. This has nothing to, how can this help my life? If I look back in history, you know, anybody, any black person that has learned about the Christian religion in, in its history or historical theology, they'll see that this has only hurt me. It's never helped me because you have a lot of black people today who are just suffering and saying it's okay to suffer. You know, whatever happened in the past is just forgetting. I forget it. We just going to live on, you know, the by and by, the sweet by and by. They just want the pie in the sky and, you know, to get saved, born again, and then die, go to heaven. But that's not the message. We know the kingdom mandate is much greater than that. But that's what has been given to black people for so long. And that's why the, um, a lot of black people today don't want to have anything to do with the Christian religion. And, and my thinking is, like, even if Martin Luther King had that mindset, will we even have civil rights today? You know, um, because his his thing was he, he didn't allow um, – he didn't just sit back and just like, well, the Lord to take care of us. Even he had the mindset to understand that we, you know, in – I'm really getting past myself a whole lot. But even in Deuteronomy 8 and 18, it talks about, you know, as as believers in the kingdom says, you know, we had he gave us the ability to obtain wealth. So it wasn't that we just wait on him to do something. If he's given the bit uh, the uh, us the ability to do it, then we go out and do it and we work together as a group of people. And then, you know, when Martin Luther King was fighting for civil rights, 
He even had those that were white Americans that were there with him. They understood the injustices that were going on in black America. So if the injustices that were going on in black America then affected black people, and you, know, you had other races standing up for it, why is it today that when it comes to you know, Christianity being promoted and we see that what's going on is wrong, we just you know, let it slide. Like with, I'll give you an example, President Trump. <laughs> you had one Republican, Mitt Romney, and he's not even, um, uh, he's not a Catholic, he's not, you know, your modern day Christian. Um, it, it, I think his name is Mitt Romney, but he's a um, a Mormon, and he was like, according to his morals defined defined by his beliefs or you know or his faith, he was like, I can't allow this to happen. He was like, what Trump did was wrong, but you had the rest of the evangelicals. Republicans saying, no, it's right. This man was blatantly wrong in what he did, but others just let it slide. I know I've been all over the place, Octavian, but you can pick up there. Um, Speaking on your point of the evangelical and evangelicals, um, even in um, the times of Yeshua, um, the people who crucified him and things like that, they were in cahoots with the government. And, you know, that was one of their reasons for getting away from him because they saw how many people were getting saved by him. And that means to go with his way of thinking, they were leaving um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those other people their way of thinking. And there's a scripture in Luke where they're saying that, you know, um, we'll lose our high power positions and um, our standing in the government if uh, he keeps on doing what he's doing. And why is that is because uh, religion controls. Um, and if that religion can keep you controlled and conform at the same time while they're working with the government, it helps the government's agenda. So the government is all for the religion and stuff like that. That's why, you know, whenever these uh, politics things and stuff like that happen, you know, the evangelicals, they're supporting Trump. They're, you know, they're. You know, saying the man can do no wrong. Why is that? Because, I mean, they're in it with the government. I mean, religion and government, you know, goes hand in hand, you know. So that's one thing. But um, you said a lot. <laughs> you did say a lot. Yeah, so that was my fault. <laughs> it's, it's hard to pick a, a, <clears throat> a topic to go off of, but everything you're saying is correct, man. And, you know, um, as black people today, we really have to do our best to uh, educate ourselves because <clears throat> all these things that we're saying, the um, everyday uh, black person wouldn't be able to tell you this. You know, they they understand that you know they have this you know white versus black mentality and you know the white man this and the white man that, but they really don't you know have this understanding of their history and who they are and and the things that are going on right now and how they got to the way they are. You know, they really don't have any detailed understanding. So uh, without that knowledge, you know, it's, it's, you know, when you learn things like this, it kind of want to just, you know, kick a drive in you of just, you know, fight back, you know, just change your situation and, you know, not settle for um, allowing yourself to just be another statistic of the byproducts of what happened to, um, to you know, black people where we are right now. That's where a lot of our ancestors really, really fought. Uh, and, you know, they, they dreamed uh, that we would, you know, be in a state like this. So we should just be able to, uh, you know, get ourselves into a position where we 
you know, change and 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 want to change and want to learn and want to do better. But you know, the things that we talk about, you know, my goodness, you know, a lot of people think that you know, um, white people would be the people who wouldn't want to hear stuff like this. But you know, it's it actually a, a lot of your own kind, you know, black people. They get upset when you talk about things like this, you know. Uh, there's been uh, black people that I've seen that say they get tired of seeing stuff about slavery. They get tired of hearing stuff about it. Like, it's about unity. It's about this and it's about that. And my question is, how you going to unify with somebody that don't want to be unified with you? How are you going to come together and be on a team with somebody who don't care about you? You know what I'm saying? I mean, the people who are in power in this country, you know what I'm saying? Let's just say this. Um, the people who started this government, um, the, who started this nation, they had kids. Uh, they had people who they were uh, cool with that were in power with them, affiliates and things like that. All the people, they had kids. Kids learn stuff from their parents. People, they care. They The people who want to stay in power, you teach someone after you for to keep this stuff going. You know, because, you know, you know, you're going to pass or you teach someone and the people that come after you, they know your beliefs and your stuff to keep this stuff going and, you know, so on and so on. You know, that's why Elohim tells um, uh, us that we need to teach our kids his ways so that they can grow up and be, you know, uh, kingdom ambassadors and things like that. So it's the same thing with the world when they have an agenda and things like that. They keep it teaching it to their kids. You know, a lot of uh, KKK members and stuff like that would just say, like, I was taught this. My family taught me this. This, I mean, you know, this is who I am. You know, it's, it's just like keeping the family, you know, tradition going. So people in this country, um, you know, from that time on forward, the heads of the country have taught, you know, how to run the country, their beliefs, you know, um, and things like that. Because it's no way that we can understand history like this. And not, you know, uh, do what we can for the um, help black people. I mean, you can name all these different people who have gotten um, reparations for the things that have happened to him, happened to them. Um, Jews, you know, uh, just to name one. But, you know, black people have yet to receive it because for to pay that kind of money out to black people, they don't want to do it. We built this country, you know. The labor of black people built this country to what it is now. If it wasn't for black people, this country wouldn't be what it is right now. And to repay black people back for that, they're not going to pay that. They don't want to pay that. That That's money they cannot pay, that they don't want to pay. You know, so they're going to do everything that they can to make sure that that doesn't happen. But, um... Uh, I'll just leave it at that because we need to keep moving. <laughs> yeah, and well, the topics that we had, we kind of summarized a lot of them already. <laughs> but um, Octavian is, is right, though, talking about the money. And if you look at a lot of Dr. Martin Luther King, a lot of his later, uh, one of his latest videos or, or the, the latest one he did, you know, right before he died, um, you'll see that he talked about how you had those in the West who receive low interest rate loans in order to um, create farms. And then they had people to teach them how to uh, basically operate the farm. And you had all this help for them to build the West up. So when it came to black people, they didn't have that. So how did you give all these resources 
to one race of people but not another that were supposedly freed from slavery, supposedly equal, but we didn't get the same treatment. So when it comes to reparations, it's not about receiving a handout. It's about reparations is about repairing something that was, you know, an injustice was done to. And then, you know, we talk about reparations. Do people not realize, you know, that like Octavian said, Jews got reparations. Native Americans own slaves as well. Many people don't know that, um, but they also got reparations. Um, Japanese Americans went into concentration camps. Um, they got they got reparations. The purpose of them receiving reparations was for economic restart, and they got an apology from the government because um, they uh, basically America said what they did was wrong by putting them in concentration camps. So it's a lot of things that were done uh, to help other groups of people, but not black people. So my thing is, is like when you see black people the, the way that they are, a lot of it, you got to think about, you know, wealth is passed down. Like Octavia said, teaching is passed down. What it is is that black people have, you know, um, grown up in poverty. And you got to look at the things that poverty produces. You got to look at the lifestyle it is, you know, um, the thinking, the um, – that you know, there's no exposure. Like I said, many people are afraid to leave their city. Some even afraid to leave their homes. And it's 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 hard to see this because it's like, what can you do in order to correct this? I mean, I could go to every home and you know teach people about the kingdom messages and all of this and and spread this, but I can't. You know, it's easy to say that um, all they have to do is change the way they think, get out of their situation. But it's a process, and it's like in order to for this pro in order for this process to work, it takes more than you know one person. It's, it's all about a vision. Many people working together for one vision. That's what that's what the Father did in the earth. So to spread the kingdom message to, is to understand um, that you know black people need help, and it's not asking for you know a handout. <laughs> it's asking for for legit help because if I'm if uh, in the Book of Acts. Um, You'll see that those that they sold their land and gave the the wealth to to or the money to those that didn't have as much. It was all about having access to kingdom come and wealth. Now, if there's a group of people who are like, you know, what was done to these people, this small percentage of people in America right now compared to the rest of America, what was done to them was totally wrong. We need to correct this. We need to stop promoting all this negative imagery that we have in the media. We need to show them that they are much more than what, um, you know, the world is promoting them to be. Um, I'll tell you this. Um, and this happened recently. Uh, my wife's, I hope she don't mind me sharing this. <laughs> my wife is, her mother is Filipino. And they recently got pulled over because our daughter went to the emergency room. And uh, which they were on the way to the emergency room. And my mother-in-law got pulled over. And the cop was just questioning him, and my mother-in-law was saying, you know, I'm trying to get my granddaughter to the emergency room. She fell, yada, yada, yada. And the, and the cop wouldn't stop. Like, he just kept questioning, kept questioning. It wasn't until my wife put her hands up, opened the door, and, and told the policeman, you know, we trying to get her to the emergency room that he understood and let him go. But she said after that, she finally understood how hard it is for um, for black people um, because we're not treated the same or we're looked at differently. And I even think about it myself, like if 
um, I'm walking down the street. I try to stay. Um, if I see somebody in front of me, I try to stay at least like five, four or five feet away from them uh, because I know with me being a black male that they may think that I'm, you know, I could be possibly robbing them because of the stereotypes that's portrayed in America. So I know that about uh, what is going on. So I think that not that I think that about myself, but I know that's what that person could be thinking about me. And I don't want them to automatically see me as a threat. So in order to, you know, go into that confrontation, I just try to stay away from it. And, you know, many people say they're sad to see. I don't understand why, you know, you think like that. But I'm like, that's reality. And this is what is going on, not only in the media, but the minds of people. Um, I know Octavian got something to say about that. You know, when I was growing up, um, I used to walk a lot. You know, I didn't have a vehicle or anything. I didn't get a vehicle until I got in college. But um, I used to just walk the uh, city a lot. I mean, you know, 18 years in the same city. You know, I mean, you're bound to have days you're bored. So, you know, I'd go out and walk around. And I could count, you know, so many times of just having, like, you know, encounters with the police just because people, you know, thought I was suspicious, you know, like, uh, walking downtown, you know, it's a predominantly white, you know, uh, part of town, and, you know, walking through there, and, you know, the cops would just come in, you just got to a point to where it's just like, it was normal of just knowing that, you know, if I'm out walking, uh, I'm going to get the cops called on me, you know, and that's just, you know, something of what it is and, uh, something you had to get used to. But, you know, it's it's just really, really sad to think of uh, crime um, and, you know, black people in this country because, you know, we were always in such impo- impoverished positions, you know. Um, when we were re- released from slavery and, you know, like you said, the Native Americans, they owned slaves and stuff like that. They didn't even want to, you know, let us go. You know, they were, you know, forced uh, to finally let us go um, from slavery, but um, you know, we were released with nothing and we just had to you know, eventually uh, find ways to make ways for ourselves and in the end, you know, it still leads to, you know, African Americans being in, in, in impoverished positions. I mean, the city that Derek lives in, you know, right now, the um, poverty rate of African Americans is incredibly high incredibly high so it's still you know going on today and you know to sit back and think of it is just you know uh what do you what do you expect the people to do you know and you know people like to you know associate black people with gangs and crimes and stuff like that but i mean look what the italians and stuff were doing when they were you know in impoverished positions and nobody would you know we claim to be a country that cares about everybody and stuff like that, cares about its citizens. You know, a country is sh- the scripture lets us know that a uh, uh, a king is known by the you know the wellness, the health, and the doing of his citizens. Uh, and that's that's the same for a country. You know, you you can tell how good a country is doing, or you know, at least how much they care about their people, by how their um you know citizens are doing. And the Italians, you know, they had gangs. They were the mob bosses and stuff like that that people glorify and stuff today because they were in impoverished positions. You know, they did they, they did what they felt like they had to do to survive. You know, so they did gang activity. 
you know, it's just like, you know, an animal, you know, they, they had a while, you know, they had a while here going, um, in Texas, um, where, um, they kept destroying so much land to make houses, um, killing so much woods, uh, uh, you know, wooded areas and things like that to where they basically got rid of, you know, all the animals and stuff like that, you know, uh, so the coyotes that were around, uh, eventually they didn't have any food. So they just went around and started attacking people and started attacking pets and things like that. Because what, I mean, what what were they going to do? Just, sit there and starve and die no natural instinct kicks in and you want to survive and that's what you do when you put people in impoverished positions they are gonna find a way to survive they started you know selling guns selling drugs doing this doing that finding uh you know prohibition was during that time they did whatever they had to do to survive and that's what the same thing that happened um, to black people. You know, you you have a man where his wife and his kids are starving. And, you and you know, he can't get a job. He can't do anything to provide for himself. And then they put drugs in the community. And then, you know, what do you expect him to do? He's going to go provide for his kids. He's going to do it. You're not, you're not going to sit there and watch your family starve. And then they go and make it illegal. And then send them to jail and stuff like that. And then, you know, Bill Clinton did his, you know, three strikes out rule and all that other stuff, sending people, you know, get longer sentences for uh, drugs than you would for murdering somebody. And that was done on purpose. You know, they knew who the people were selling the drugs and stuff then, talking about it's destroying our country and this and this and this. Well, why are they doing it? It's because of the same people who are trying to send me to jail because I'm selling drugs the same people so it's 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 just saddening to see that you know black people live in a country to where we try to talk about these things and expose our history and expose what we've been through and the hardships that we go through but you have some people that just they'll sit there and say like oh we're in the same boat the same situation just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and they ignorant they don't know what they're talking about you know, they haven't researched their history. The same people who will sit here and tell you that stuff are the same people who won't pick up a book to read about black history. The same people who wouldn't sit here and listen to a five-minute excerpt or a five-minute video that would sit there and describe you about black history. They're just saying something. You know, so, yeah. Don't get too riled up. <laughs> uh, My bad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you good. I'm just messing. Um, the book of Jacob, James 2, uh, I'll start at verse 3, and this is the New Living Translation. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this discrimination so that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Now, this scripture here, we see that treating another person, we, let's deal with the concept treating another person because of their economic status better than, um, you know, someone else. I should say treating a person better than another person uh, because of their economic status better is deemed wrong in Scripture. Those And Scripture says those motives are guided by, or those are evil motives guarded by uh, your judgment. So if you're 
And scripture also talks about that if your eye is bad, um, or it talks about what's the scripture, Octavian? Um, if your eye is bad, then your your whole mind will be bad. Yeah, that's basically yeah. it. So we have to look at racism. I mean, <laughs> that right there really describes racism. And racism is systemic. It's not something that's saying, you know, I hate you. No, racism is something that was done on purpose to keep a group of people in a position that they're in, to keep um, a lot of them in poverty, to keep a lot of them in, um, what should I say, or out of or contain the resources that the, you know, uh, another group of people may have. So we see here in scripture that racism is wrong and it's still being, um, what should I say? It's still going on today, today, but there are a lot of people that will deny it. There are people today who are racist and probably don't even know it because it hasn't been exposed to them. But there are things you got to think about it. As, and I'm speaking as a believer to other believers. There are things about ourselves. Me and Octavian talk about it all the time. Things that we're coming to the knowledge of about ourselves. We're like, hey, I just found out this about myself. I had to repent. Like, I didn't realize this was wrong. And what we're trying to do is bring light and say, you know, the, the things that were done to black Americans were wrong, the, 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 the uh, precept of it. So if you have that precept, the whole thing to do now is just repent. Is, is there something that you can do to help black people? Yeah, there's something that you can do to help all people. But thing is, is that we you don't want to contribute to the racism that's already going on. So in order, in you know, it's not about because uh, my wife was telling me that somebody uh, posted about um, they found out their ancestors owned slaves and they were trying to figure out what they can do uh, to help black people. But the thing is, it's not to not contribute to the racism that's going on. The best way to do it is in politics. And when it comes to politics, you have to really look at, you know, how is this affecting um, not only, you know, myself, but how is this affecting other people, what I'm voting for? Because we can be selfish, you know, because black people didn't even have the right to vote. Um, the uh, 15th Amendment, you know, you really had 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment were actually created for black people, believe it or not, you know, um, Things were, were done so horrible to black people that they had to <laughs> they had to to pass regulations. But in eighteen sixty something was when you know black people got the right to vote, um, and then you know you know they even had to fight for that. But you know black people had no say so in what went on in this country for a while. So now we have to look at like, and I was even telling Octavian about like, um, you know, like, like you know we have affirmative action now. We have contracts. I know, like I said, saying my city was being done to black people is horrible. But there are also things in place to give. Uh, they they say minorities, which I don't like, because no other race in America uh, experienced what black people experienced, and black people were here just as long as you know European Americans. So, and I, and I always say um, black Americans, because if we're considered African Americans then why aren't white people considered European Americans? But um, the thing that's been going on now, they, they've set aside contracts for minorities. So there are things that are being done to, con to try to correct what is taking place economically 
Um, but you know, there still needs to be more. That there's still more that needs to happen because you still, you know, I mean, it's not going away. You know, poverty is only going up. It's not going down, especially for black people. You know, incarceration rates are still going up for black people. So um, there, there is more that still needs to be done. And that's just one way to look at it. And, then, you know, also by the way that we treat people like, you know, nobody's saying to be ignorant to, um, you know, befriend an enemy, somebody that's actually there to harm you. But look at the way that we treat every group of people. If, if you notice that you're treating another uh, group of people differently than someone else, then you know that your actions or motives are evil. I, I, I look at everybody as a human first before I see anything else. And that's the way we, you know, we are to do it because we all, we're, we were all put on this earth and given a purpose. And we know we all have gifts and our gifts that we have are here to actually help each other to build each other up. We're here to serve our gifts, actually, um, or serve our gifts to others, let me say that. But that's just something that we need to really reflect on. You know, um, the book of Hag Haggai really talks about that self-reflection. And one thing that especially needs to be done in America is exposing evil. And as we continue to expose evil, you will see the right way to go because once evil is exposed and it creates a path for um i guess you would say righteousness or holiness because when yeshua came and he was you know he was teaching he exposed the pharisees he said you know he was talking to the people he said do as they say but not as they do he had to expose what they were doing mean wrong you know we just came out of that year the um the decade of of the 70s was you know it was about exposing and many things came out you saw a lot of people it's not funny, but it, it was it's just, you know, the numbers in scripture, um, you know, they, they just align and it's it's amazing. But you know, it that uh seven is the end to cut, it was revealing, you know, a, a lot of uh sexual assault allegations came out, um, and just what was going on, you know, in these different industries. And, you know, now we're in the decade of the eighties with the teacher and and that's what we're doing now. Many people now need to get educated on what has happened to black Americans. Um, one thing um, about your show, and this probably be the last thing I can say because it's going to be an hour already, but <laughs> but uh, one thing about Yeshua is he was about justice. And when we look at um, justice, it's about equal and fair treatment, um, you know, for everyone across the board, you know, everyone in a particular group, nation, you know, whatever body of people we have, you know, when Yeshua was, um, Yeshua came during a time where, you know, women didn't, you know, get that much respect in society. You know, they were seen as basically like, you know, second class, you know, people. That's why they were, you know, asking Yeshua questions like, is it okay if you, you know, basically divorce your wife for any reason? You know, and things like that, because they basically saw him as objects, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, my wife didn't do, you know, this like I like today, so let me go ahead and divorce her. You know, they didn't, you know, see the true value in women that, you know, we understand, you know, now if you can, uh, if you go and study in scripture. But uh, when Yeshua was going out and about, you know, uh, he would speak to women. He would talk to women, uh, help their problems, solve their needs and all this different stuff. 
you know, when they came to him, you know, uh, he spoke with them. And during that time, that was seen as far-fetched that, you know, this woman would just go up to this man and you were entertaining her. You know, if anything, they would rebuke her for what she was doing at that time. But that wasn't Yeshua because he was about justice. He was about equal and fair treatment for everyone. This woman isn't no second-class citizen, especially not in my kingdom, especially not in my culture. You know, this is not, you know, how we treat individuals and things like that. So, you know, and I guess this goes out to just anybody who claims, you know, that, you know, they're a, a, a Christian or a believer or anything like that. And they still, you know, saying like, you know, things like that doesn't matter and stuff like that. Um, you know, like I said, Yeshua is all about justice. The Father is all about justice. You know, even when we, uh, even when we die, we go, we stand before, you know, the, um, the judgment. You know, it says the books are going to be open, and you're going to have to stand account for everything that you did. Uh, the Father is all about, you know, history and what's been done, and you know how we're going to handle this. You know, so when you hear black people talking about, you know, uh, this is what happened to us, this is the state that we're in, and this is what we need to, uh, you know, move forward to, and this is what we need to acknowledge. You know, there, there, people say this all the time. There is no moving forward. There is, there is no true, you know, um, sorrow or feeling sorry or even moving forward to make something right if you can't sit there and acknowledge and understand what has taken place so that we can move forward to fix these things. You can't fix something you don't understand or you refuse to acknowledge. So we need to be able to sit down and have conversations like this so the people that you claim that you care about, that you claim you have, you know, friends of or that you care about and you love these particular people, that things can be set right and justice can be served and things can be put in this part and things can be handled and, and managed in a proper way. So the father is all about justice. The father is all about making things right. The father is all about exposing these secrets. The scripture lets us know, like, you know, us as born again believers, we don't, we don't, you know, hide darkness or we expose it. We don't run from it. We don't sweep it up under the rug. We expose it. And so, you know, if anybody is claiming to be a born-again believer, you know, these are the type of things that you need to be talking about at, and acknowledging and understanding. So um, that's the last thing I have to say. No, that was good. I mean, you basically tied in the, the kingdom message. Um, you talked about how um, the treatment of women wasn't right and it wouldn't be like that in, in heaven. Well, that, that's what we have to think about with the treatment of, you know, black Americans, um, you know, the racist treatment that was done, is that allowed in heaven? Because as kingdom citizens, we're here to bring heaven on earth. So just as we were to treat people in heaven, we're here to treat them on earth. It's not you do what you want to do that benefits you now, and then you die and go to heaven, and then you get to experience, you know, this great life, and you're, I guess you would say, uh, a great ambassador then. No, that's what earth is for. We're here to live out the Father's um, instituted ways that he's given us as becoming kingdom citizens. We now have his Holy Spirit in, in us, the governor, uh, that's going to teach us, lead us, and guide us into all his truth and teach us his ways and give us the 
or I guess you would say convict us of the commands that he's, you know, he's already given us, which are established in his word. And if we're not doing that on earth, how can we, you know, first of all, expect to go to heaven? And I'm not talking about legalism or, you know, just trying to live in the law without being born again. No, get born again first. And then, you know, grace is the ability to keep the law. It's not you just do what you want to do and then, you know, Elohim just give you all type of grace um, for your wrongdoings. No. But we have to see and we have to because like uh, Octavian said, we're going to be shown uh, books and we have to give account for what we've done. So, you know, the Christian religion teaches that, that, you know, it's just the, the grace teaches that you just do whatever you want. So that's all I have to share. And I believe that's all the time we have. Yep, that's definitely all the time we have. <laughs> so we got as far, we got as far as we could. But, you know, when when you start talking about passing the subjects, you know, and things like that, um, uh, you know, and it's, it's passionate to the Holy Spirit also, you know, uh, everybody on earth, you know, is, is, belongs to Elohim by, uh, ownership rights. And, you know, a lot of these, uh, mo uh, man, a lot of things that happen in this planet, you know, is not of Elohim, you know, is, is, is not of, you know, who he is and what he represents, so these things that have happened, you know, um, it's stuff that he cares about and stuff that he, you know, um, wants uh, to be set straight because he's a just uh, Elohim. Um, but like we said, that's uh, all the time we have uh, on this episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. We thank you so much for listening and shalom. Shalom.